Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to show number 83 of the Jimmy Palumbo Show. That's right. I'm your host, Jimmy Palumbo. We have a very special show today. There's a lot going on in my life, in sports, in entertainment. We got special guests coming on. Um, and this is show number 83. And of course, I got behind the glass for the first time in two weeks. Your friend and mine, Mr. Chris Green Bay Packer fan, Gucci. Chris, how are you this morning? Um, I'm coming around. It's been a little rough this weekend into the early part of the week, but I'm here to take my medicine, as you know I would be. Uh, had to show up on the, the heels of I the wish, Packers losing. I wish this show was being done on Monday morning so I could have uh, pounded you a little bit more. But we'll get more into the Green Bay Packer debacle later on. And this is show number 83. And most people, most Giant fans I know, they, uh, they're they sitting around and they're wearing their Odessa Turner jersey from the 80s. Another shitty receiver on the Giants. Of course, I'm dropping shit now. Um, there's so many funny, funny, funny 83s in my life. Number one, Flipper Anderson, who caught the overtime ball against the Giants, took it into the end zone. Giants were good that year. I think it was 84. Um, they were very, I think the Giants would have won the ball that year. Um and no, excuse me, it was 88. It's after we won it. Um, and uh, my brother's gonna kill me. I screw up the years all the time. Uh, of course, you got Andre Reed, you got Willie Galt, but I have to go in, in a different direction here. I gotta go with now again. I always go back to my youth. Uh, number 83 on the Giants, Ernest Gray. Chris, there's no way you remember him. There's no way Although I remember you- Ernest Gray. He was, he was a favorite target of early Phil Sims. He caught a lot of deep balls, a lot of touchdown passes. He, like one year, the Giants, I feel like the Giants never scored, and he caught 10 TDs, which to me makes him like a, a modern-day Devontae Adams. Um, but he dropped a lot of balls, and he also went a lot of lot not getting open at all. Um, but he was – it's the classic Bob Shepard, Sims to Gray – First down. I must have heard that like a lot of times when I was younger. Um, but I, I could go with him. I, I wanted to give him a special shout out. He played six years with the Giants. But you know what? Listen, Chris, and this relates to you big time. Colonial High School, class of 1983. Your friend and mine, Jimmy Palumbo, class of 83. I mean, how could I not mention Colonial High School? Uh, near and dear to my heart. Um, uh, class of 83. I mean, look, you know, uh, I graduated there in 83, went to Rutgers. Uh, my cousin John, my very close with my cousin John, he spoke at our graduation in, in uh, June of 83. He was salutatorian. Uh, he was ranked number two in the country. I came in at number 60. <laughs> I was like the Rutgers of the students. Hey, 60 is not bad. 60 out of 440. That's not bad. Solid player. I was again. I'm I'm the Brett Gardner of podcasting. I'm the Brett Gardner of uh, you know Colonial graduate. I remember like people were we were sitting. My cousin John was getting ready to speak, and people were like, uh, "Oh, Jim, you should go up there." You know, when we were sitting down, I'm like Dude, the guy got he never got an A let in his whole life. <laughs> Just like it's my cousin John. He's more popular than I am. He looks like Matt Dillon. The girls were loving him. And I was in the background, you know, I was batting like 280, hitting choppers that get through. 280. Play all position. 280 now. If you were 280 now, you'd be making <laughs> oh, 400 million. Now. You're kidding me? 400 million. Forget it. I'd be like, I'd be like Aaron Judge. Um, but yeah, I have a lot of old friends. I mean, you know, uh, my cousin John was salutatorian. He's very successful <laughs> now. So that's cool. Meet him with the same year. Uh, 
I have my good friend Devad Neb, otherwise known as Dave Ben. Some of my old friends, I actually know their name backwards. This is going to be the stupid. My friend Dave Ben is going to drive off the road because he's Devad Neb. My buddy Durf Snave, which is Fred Evans. And the best one of all time, my friend Kurtap Oikalak, or Patrick Colicchio, who is a pharmacist in Westfield. Uh, how I know this 30, 40 years later <laughs> is mind-boggling. Durf Snave, Fred Evans, he's a military guy, floats, flies airplanes for the military, just retired. I got to give a shout out to uh, Mr. Kuchek, the vice principal and principal there, my uh, mentor, great guy. Some teachers I just loved, you know, Miss Kiak, uh, uh, Mr. Clark, uh, uh, my friend Robin's mom, Mrs. Achani. I, I don't know what her, I don't know what her married name is. I I knew her, we knew her as Robin's mother, uh, and a uh, bunch of other people. And plus, the Colonial football team was, you know, I think they were eight and two that year, and they were eight and zero. And the game was televised against J.P. Stevens. Sadly, we got smoked. Uh, so a lot of teachers have died, unfortunately, at a younger age. And we covered this with this possible cancer link, but we haven't heard much about that in a while. Especially a big shout out to Stu Jago, a Hall of Fame coach at a Colonia girls softball team and Colonia football team. Uh, he just passed away a couple months ago. Uh, very sad about that at a young age, 67. And right now, Colonia is six and one with a big game against Summit this weekend. I did my research, Chris. So class of 83, Jimmy Palumbo. And a little shout out to Ernest Gray. Who do you got, Chris? I have an interesting one. I have two guys as well this time, and it's very rare that I'm bringing two to the table. But I did a little bit of a deep dive on the, the numbers for the Packers number 83, and I saw something interesting. First, I'm going to get to the first one. Terry Glenn, RIP Terry Glenn. He ended up passing away very recently in a car accident, but he joined the Packers at a decent time where he actually put up crazy numbers and helped us on a playoff run. We did get beat in that in that postseason, but the guy that I wanted to really talk about is number 83 on the Packers. Now he's on the practice squad, but he does have a Jersey for sale at NFL pro shop. And it is Samari Torre brother or cousin. I'm not sure of Rutgers linebacker motor. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. So his cousin or brother, I think it's his cousin actually, but Samari Torre played receiver at Nebraska and now he's, on the Packers. So I'm going to try and All use right. the NIL connection Lincoln, and hopefully get Lincoln some tickets. NIL, get some tickets for a little action. Or that's your Packers. So it's Tor, uh, Samare Torre. Samare Torre. And, and Flynn, who passed away. All right. And Terry class Glenn, of 83. Terry Glenn. And uh, Terry Glenn. And um, class of 83. And Ernest Gray. That's it. So listen, uh, welcome to the Jimmy Plumbo show. That's our little opening. We do, we just have fun with jerseys. We really only have about 16 weeks left of this, Chris, because this segment will die probably with Aaron Judge at 99, unless I elect to not go. Well, yeah, I could go with Gretzky or Judge. But listen, I don't See, even I know wonder, if I'll be I wonder by the, time, by the time the Aaron Judge episode airs, episode 99, I wonder it'll, if it will be a Yankee. Be February. That's true. And if Aaron, you know what? If Aaron Judge doesn't go to the Yankees, then I'll use him. <laughs> And then I will rip them apart. Uh, but listen, I need all my favorite fans and friends. Go to Patreon, Instagram, TikTok. Please sign up for all this stuff. I um, I think I posted a video for me from the Rutgers game the other day. I'm not sure. My social media person's right in the room. I didn't see it because I can't find it when she posts. I hire social media people and they post stuff and I can't find it. You have to be like a – that's my new show. Instead of like Law & Order SVU, it's called like 
social media, SVU or, 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 or Navy NCIS uh, social media where you post stuff and you can't find it and a Columbo has to figure out where the post is. What do you think of that, Chris? Because when Dave used to do my post, it was the same way. I, I feel mean, like, I was like Dave, did you post yeah, anything? I feel like yeah, I'm not, I don't. I'm not a fan of the idea, based on the fact that I feel like I'm going to have a pivotal role in that show, and it's going to be getting the phone call and saying, "Hey, do you? Could you see this post?" And I'm going to be having <laughs> these extra side gigs, un, unbeknownst to me, at a at a moment's notice. Which you now, know, we all we so, all love that. Just, just so you know, my social media person is sitting six feet from me. She probably thinks I'm giving her a cheap shot now. But no, it's more about me not knowing anything is or not communicating properly to her. But you know what? Listen, Chris, when you're part of my media capital of the world, you know, it's right now me and Joe Rogan, it's a dogfight. I think he's up 7-6 at the half. When, you, when you're a big multimedia star like me and you're in my world, you have to take a beating sometimes. That's how it, that's how it goes. Um, but I got to give a, a big shout out to uh, not Apollo 13, but Jimmy Palumbo 13. My continuing, I decided the best way to do Patreon is this. You get 13 people and you hold there. So those are 13 power. No sense going to 14. No sense. I got family members that won't even give me $3. But my Patreon subscribers are Alex Detsena, my sister, Mary Eileen, my buddy, Mike Demosi, Big George Demo. My mom, my cousin Joey, Rob Pastor, Kaposig, James Kanowitz, who was supposed to get back to me over the weekend. He did not. So, James, I know you listen. You're a complete jerk off, but I love you anyway. Jimmy Riccardi, my nephew, John Henry Riccardi, uh, Eric Palumbo, my nephew, all my nephews, Mike Caprio, CornholeLevel.com. We know him well, my second, second baseman. My brother, Frank, who gave a little bit more than the $10 a month. Thank you very much, my brother, Frank. And Daryl Clark, my just a fan from down in uh, New Orleans, uh, Louisiana, LSU fan. He said this week because they took a beating. Those are my Patreons. Please sign up for all my stuff. You're going to see all this stuff coming up. It's going to be fun. We're doing more videos. We got some exciting news on the beer league front coming soon. You will hear about that. Um, but we'll get right to it. This is absolute eyewear time, Chris. And I'm glad you're here on this show because – you weren't there last week, um, and uh, I, it's, it's not as fun doing the weight thing without you. But my weight problem is uh, ab sponsored by Absolute Eyewear. I know you were waiting with bated breath, Chris, how I was going to explain my weightness. Uh, is sponsored by Absolute Eyewear, 42 Main Street, Woodbridge, New Jersey, 732-326-3937. Otherwise, 732 326 Chris? Eyes. Oh, I thought you were. Eyes. I you were, eyes. Three, I'm, I'm not seven, used to three, that prompt. You're throwing me off. All right. I, was about I, was to, I almost first. said. You know I almost said softball. <laughs> Listen, you guys. I know you guys are big shots now. Mojo app. You got sponsors all over the place, and everybody forgets about your double A farm system, Jimmy Palumbo. Who you know? I, I all of a sudden, no, no, I'm, I'm like, no, no, no. Kevin, you threw you I'm threw Kevin. a curveball. You threw a curveball right there, and I haven't seen I a curveball in months, years, even. <laughs> Years. 732-326-3937. Absolute eyewear. Craig and Johnine Michaud. Um, Family-owned brother and sister. They got full-service opticians. They're my favorite sponsor. Uh, well, they're not my favorite. They're my first sponsor and a big sponsor also and big fan of uh, 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 Chop Sports. They got everything, prescription eyewear, sunglasses. Um, the following brands are available at Absolute Eyewear. Ray-Ban. 
Coach, Ralph Lauren, Jimmy Choo, Silhouette, Michael Kors, Vogue, Maui Jim, and Costa Del Mar. And most recently, Oakley, not Charles Oakley. Go there, get $100 off a complete pair, uh, and you get also get a free beer. Janine will buy you a beer somewhere. Um, they're open five days a week, but Chris, they're closed on Wednesdays. Why? That's because of softball, obviously. And why are they closed on Sundays? That would be Giants football. And now they're really closed. They're really closed on Keep Sundays. Your mouth shut, bro. They board it up. They board up the store on Sundays now because the football giants are four and one. It looks like Fort Myers there on Sunday. That's how closed they are for full attention on the football giants. Anyway, go check them out. They're great people. And best of all, uh, when you go to absolute eyewear, when you leave there, you don't feel like a jerk off. Um, and that's it. So, all right. Absolute eyewear. Listen, my weight situation, Chris, I don't know what to do at this point. I am, I am like, I think, I think I'm the Joey Gallo of weight loss at this point. I, I haven't gained weight, so I don't know if that's a positive. But I've been hovering now. You wish you wish you were the Joey Gallo of weight loss because he was batting like 161. I, that would that would have yeah, you right a little lower than you needed to be. No, but I'll never get. Listen, in order, for, I was going to put my weight at Yankee averages. I I can't lose 60 pounds. No, no, right? no yeah. yeah. Outside of Judge, is anybody batting over 240? No. Um, cause you remember I, averages don't matter. You know, like the Met game, game three, it doesn't matter if you're batting. We're, so where are you at now? You're, I'm going to call, out. I'm going to call what you're at right now. The Mendoza line. I am. I am last week. I was one night. I, I hope I'm one ninety nine again. Um, and I'm bummed about that, but you know what? Listen, bottom line is, uh, you know, I, I even like Janine sponsors this from absolute. Eye, where I saw her at the Rutgers game. She looks fantastic. I'm sitting there like a boob. Um, I, I got to lose weight. I got to get the ball rolling. Um, maybe I need inspiration. I'm wearing my dad's uh, Lou Gehrig hat for the Yankees. Maybe that'll inspire me to uh, to lose weight. I got to do something. I started playing more pickleball, so maybe there's a shot there. Um, but that's it. I'm at 199. I, I kept my weight. That stinks. I didn't even lose a half a pound. So that's gross. Anyway, we'll leave it at that. But go to Absolute Eyewear. Get your glasses. They're awesome. Now, we had a great little sports weekend here, didn't we? Uh, let's see. First of yeah. all, Rutgers. Brutal. Friday night, Nebraska. I can't tell you how irritated I was. Um, up 13 nothing, In control. Um, completely, uh, you know, getting it done, I thought. And then you lose 14-13. I'm so sad. I was so bummed for a million reasons. Number one. My, I brought my daughter to the game. None of her friends, just me and her. And she was like, Daddy, I want to watch the game. She was into it. She was dressed in black. She was watching all the fanfare in the beginning of the game. My daughter's never seen Rutgers win. That's unbelievable. <laughs> she, she never sees him win. But I mean, it's not that unbelievable. You know, but it's unbelievable to me. And she's into it now. I was so sad. My brother flew in from Greece, from Athens to Kennedy Airport, dropped his wife off in Seagird, came all the way back up. Up 13 nothing. We were feeling good about it, although he wasn't at half. He says, I don't like what's going on. He was right. I was wrong. Um, and, you know, another, another good, listen, anybody wants to bust my chops, I, I've been a little vocal on, on Facebook. I'm a huge Rutgers fan. No one's ever going to take that away from me. But I've been going to games since 1983. Um, you know, and uh, listen, 
There's no fans at the start of the game. So at kickoff, student section empty, only maybe 25,000. Halfway through the first quarter, close to the second quarter, it fills in. Then it gets rocking. And then I don't understand this. Everybody's like, oh, usually we're down 38 nothing, And everybody leaves. That's fine. I get it. Chasing girls, drinking in the parking lot. I get it. It was 14 to 13 in a, against Nebraska at home. And people left in the third quarter. Left. Student section was half empty. Adults were leaving. Only like the only the old jerks like me, the, the people that are in between the 30 and 30 yard line, those sections. Upper deck, people left. But Nebraska fans stayed, and there was a ton of them there. And um, they came back and won. Our defense, I think, is very good now. We have, I think we have a very good defense. I could say that. But it's a bad, bad – the offenses are messed up. Their quarterbacks are hurt. And they fired their offensive coordinator, million-dollar guy, so they got to give him a half a million now, and they got to give him a million dollars next year. So some donor wrote a check for a million dollars, get rid of him. Uh, <laughs> and Gleason, look, part of me says – when you're when you're th- only your first and second string quarterbacks are hurt, what do you do? Part of me says we should have run the ball to the kid Brown. We would have won the game. So, listen, we don't score. We haven't scored in three or four years. You gotta you gotta fire someone. You can't fire the coach. Can't fire the players. Classic move by teams. It's been going on since the beginning of time. When things are going shitty, someone's got to go. And Wimps is going to enter the portal. Up, I can almost guarantee that. You know what? That's fine because in the games he's played, he hasn't done much. So if he wants to go to the – I don't know if he'll go to the portal. He shouldn't have to. He needs a year. He hasn't done anything. Um, yeah, but anyway. I think not doing anything and, and sharing the, the the job with four other guys that are also not doing anything well, hurt, is – But, but, but he got hurt. He it's couldn't true. beat out. He couldn't beat out an average quarterback, and then he got hurt. So what does he say? And, and he's not fast. He's, he hasn't done anything. I don't know. I, I I don't. If he if he transfers, fine. We'll get someone else in the portal to replace him. That's how I feel at this point. Um, listen. Bottom line is our defense is good. You can look at it. The positive way is good defense, and the two games against Iowa and Nebraska were close. That's all I got. Let's get to the NFL. Football Giants are on the air. The Giants, I think, had the greatest Sunday morning afternoon ever since the Super Bowl. Um, the Giants played a whole game, offense, defense, special teams, coaching. Uh, uh, the Giants for the first – I don't remember the last time the Giants – Got lucky on play. a special teams play that was a blunder where the fumble out of bounds. Sure. That, uh, but that wasn't really anybody's fault. That was that, just a short kick. Was, hit the guy's the, hand. Uh, the, uh, yeah, but there was also the fumble on the Packer guy that flipped in the air and landed right the other guy. So that's a wash. The Giants, Giants outplayed the Green Bay Packers. There's no doubt about that. They shut him. Listen, when you shut Aaron Rodgers out in the second half, yeah, someone's got to get credit there. Um, it was just a great Giant game. Giants have stunk for so long, and and they have a nice one. And they're four and one. You know, Giants lose three in a row, four and four. We're still in the hunt for a playoff thing. It's great for the fans. Uh, even the Jets won. Uh, so Giants and Jet fans have a weekend where they enjoy themselves. Um, but it was a great game. I definitely think Green Bay. Listen, I know you're a Packer fan, and you can defend them all you want. They're just not as they're just not as good as the Packers of the last three or four or five years, and that's fine. They're still going to make the playoffs. They'll still be a threat. You got Aaron Rodgers. It's like having bullets in the chamber. As long as he's there, same thing with Brady with the Buccaneers. 
There's bullets in the chamber when you have Aaron Rodgers, but they're just not, I don't believe, as good. But how many teams could be that good for that long? You yeah, I mean, it's it's early. Obviously, you understand how the NFL works. It's, yep, sure. I'm, not, I'm not abandoning things and saying, like, the Packers no, no, are no. done because of a couple bad weeks. Their defense is super talented, and they just aren't tackling people. They're not stopping the run. I have a hard time. Right. I have a hard time, like – People were asking you, oh, will you lay the eight points? And I'm like, look, I'm a Packer fan, but laying the points in a game against a team that's going to hand the ball off as many times as you know the Giants were going to when you can't stop the run is dangerous. And the worst, there's nothing worse. Hole damage, never, as you would like to say, in Green Bay right now on that defense. No, you, the offense is not you, the problem. It's the defense when right you now. Can't, when you can't – I didn't think Rodgers had a good second half, though. When yeah, you can't I, stop I the agree. run, it's brutal. Rodgers didn't have a good second half, but I really think it came down to play calling. We got out coached in the second half, and I think there was a couple plays down down the stretch where Rodgers, you want to blame the coach, but I feel like I do put it on Rodgers because he has full, he has he's allowed to do whatever he wants at the line of scrimmage, and I think a couple of those bat downs at the end, you know, he he grabbed his right shoulder well, pad. Well, like, the, what are we in Pop Warner? They as soon as he well, grabbed his shoulder, the Giants' defense all pointed and he threw it right there. I was like. I don't think even the, the, the last the pass that got the pass that got batted to end the game, that that receiver was blanketed and that pass yeah. was going out of bounds. It would not. That's have the play I'm talking about. Rodgers is standing, yeah, it, doing his cadence. He he like went like this with his right shoulder and it got the snap. Like the, he pretty much said, "Hey, I'm throwing it over here," yeah. and he did. I, I, it was bad play. And he got it was bad play black. But listen, Giants play great. Packers are Packers are the Packers. <laughs> I'm just enjoying the Giants are four and one. Their one loss um, is to the Cowboys, but we play them again, so that's cool. Um, I think the Cowboys are a little bit of a house of cards, but I can't really uh, – they're 4-1, they're and one, so you got to give it to them. Um, we'll be really quick. The Mets um, the Mets had a great season. They got beat. Um, uh, and my only thing is, like, online, the Mets fans, guys, you got to lay off comparing yourselves to the Yankees. It just doesn't – like, it's like – it would be like me right now. Comparing um, the the uh, the Giants to the Cowboys has nothing to do with the Giants. We have to we have to do our thing, you know. Cowboys are the Cowboys, Packers are the Packers, um, and the bottom line is um, the Mets uh, were talking whole uh, Met fans. Oh, well, look at us! Look at us! Look at us! And they shit the bed. You didn't win a division, and then you got stuck in the shitty wild card, three games at home, and you got beat two games out of three. Um, but the Mets have a good season. I think they got a good core. They got a good manager. Um, people are going to start talking about Buck Showalter's playoff record, but um, that's not really fair. I'm hearing this loud knocking. Are you hearing that? Yeah, it sounds like there's somebody in wow. your apartment. Someone's trying, trying to, to knock on my door, um, which is nothing I could do about. Um you know what they're doing? They're installing carpet next door. So, and live from my studios in downtown Mawa, I have carpet going in. So we're going to hear this knock the whole time. So if that throws anybody off, God bless America. I wonder, I wonder what the Mets are going to do about DeGrom. He's a free agent. I would let him go. I would let him go. There's nothing I could do there. All right. Well, uh, listen, uh, the biggest news coming up, Yankees playoffs. I've decided to take – a 1996 approach to this year's playoffs. I've been saying all year, I don't think the Yankees are set up to win a series. I just don't. Uh, and I don't think they're set up to be, if they, if they win this round, Astros are tough at home. And we're going to hear more about that in a minute. And Seattle, that place is nuts. I, 
I think Seattle's going to go to the World Series. That's my prediction. The crowd goes nuts there. And um, I can't believe they're installing carpet next door. We got to hear this the whole time. It's going to drive me nuts. But um, Yankees, man, I'm going to sit back like 1996 and enjoy each game. Uh, I hope the Yankees win. I think their lineup is flawed. I think their pitching staff is flawed. They have no closer. Their bullpen is a mess. Everything's a mess. Everybody's batting 225. The only guy hitting is Judge. And there's only one savior. His name is Giancarlo. If only Giancarlo can lead them to the promised land. He's like Joshua and Moses there. Um, they're not going to pitch the judge and hopefully Stanton will hit. If he doesn't, uh, you're not going to, you know, I, I don't know. So I'm just going to enjoy each game. I, I, I don't, I don't, my prediction is that Yankees will lose in five, but um, I think whoever wins game one will be critical. And, uh, and that's that. Now it's time for, uh, and we have a special guest coming up in just a minute, but it's time for your friend and mine, our stinks list. For the NFL, which I should have did when we were talking about the NFL. Um, all right, you ready, Chris? Um, not really, because I have a bad feeling about it. But well, let's see. Ahead. Stinks list. All right. Buffalo Bills, good. Jets, good. Had to give the Jets a good for the first time ever. Dolphins, stink. Patriots, average. Browns and uh, Ravens, average. Bengals and Steelers, stink. Steelers are approaching double stink. Titans and Colts, average. Jacksonville and the Texans, average. Kansas City, good. Chargers, good. Broncos and Raiders, stink. Now, here's the big news for my stinks list. Those of you scoring at home, I know a lot of you have your pen and paper out right now. Bated breath here. The NFC East, the Philadelphia Eagles, very good. The Dallas Cowboys, very good. And for the first time on the stinks list, a New York Giants get the VG, very good. Temporary basis. <laughs> That's the disclaimer. If you look at and, the Giants uh, right now, their their movement on they, the um, movement, they're up and down because I think the last show that I was on two weeks ago they were on the stinks list and they were they maybe even made the might double stinks. So I got the Washington uh, Commanders. They stink. Uh, so and the rest of it is simple. Vikings are good. The Packers I have is average, three and two. Got it. I, I thought the Packers looked average on Sunday. Chicago Bears stink. The Lions stink. Tampa Bay, average. The Saints, average. Falcons and Panthers, stink. San Francisco 49ers, average. And that whole NFC West, which everybody thinks is the greatest thing ever. Rams, stink. Cardinals, stink. Seahawks, stink. So that's it. 15 stinks, nine averages, five goods, and three very goods, all from the NFC East. And I, I, don't, I think the Chiefs aren't that good either. I think the Chiefs and Packers are headed for the same kind of season. They'll make the playoffs, but they are very, very uh, not as good as they used to be. So, listen, Chris, we have a very special guest, okay? And I'm going to bring him in right now on my as they, as they do carpeting next door. It sounds like bodies are being dropped. Let me get him in here. All right, I think he's on. Ladies and gentlemen, a, a, an old friend actor of mine who I've known for 5,000 years. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Louis Martini Jr. Louis, how you doing, buddy? Number 83, Stu Voigt. How about that? That's my Stu. The great Stu Voigt. Tight right. end for the Minnesota. Caught a lot of big packers, buddy. 
All right. Well, I, I, I love that you hopped in and with Vikings your 83. Astros fan, that's a tough situation for me. Uh, oh, yeah. Now, yes. And now, I, Louis went to school down in Houston. So, I, I, it's not like he, even though, you know, he's a jerk off from uh, New York City, uh, he, uh, he went to school down there. And so, uh, he became a, a Houston fan. He's, he was, was a, a bad, bad boy. boy for them, which is pathetic. Because uh, I hate the Astros. But listen, you know, one good thing about Louie, though, Louie's not a cheater. And uh, even though the Astros have cheated many times, um, Louie's on my show because he is a uh, an actor, um, probably a, a little bit higher up the food chain than I am. Not much, but he's been doing it a little bit longer. But me and him, uh, we, see, we, we met each other um, at playing softball in the Broadway Show League. And... Um, if you, Thursday at noon, me, Artie Lang, and Louis Martini playing for Sister Rosenzweig. Louis, do you remember those years? Yeah. 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 I was out in the outfield, and you guys actually, uh, we won the B, the B division. Uh, remember, they were breaking into the, like, the eight. And he's gone. Where did Louis go? Seems like we're having connection issues, folks. Oh, yeah. connection Bear issues with us. Here. So I don't know. Well, listen, I'll, I'll, what I'll do is I'll talk about Louie while he's not there. I don't know why it doesn't work. You got no. me. There you now go. I got you. He's back. You're like an acting career. You're gone. I can't and hear you. back. Now you can't hear me. All right. Well, uh, we can hear you and you can't hear me. Technical difficulties uh, running wild. I don't know what to tell you, Louie. It's on you. I hear Chris fine. Um, I don't know why I can't hear you. I hear you. You're moving shit around. I, I can hear, hear you. you. Okay. I can't hear you. Chris, can you hear me? I can hear you. If you Google shitty podcasting right now, it's me talking to Chris uh, with Louie and his shitty setup. You. I know. I know you can't. I know, I know. I, what am I going to do? Well, you know what? I guess, um, Louis, adjust your thing, man. Make Take it off mute. You got me You got me muted. And he's gone, gone. Well, listen, Louis has been acting. He's been in The Sopranos. He's been on Law & Order a bunch of times. He was part of the Gastineau Girls. You remember that show? He was the I do. Man. I just I just got a Mark Gastineau autograph in the okay. like a pack he was of football cards. He's been on uh, Blue Bloods. He was actually in The Godfather as a kid. He's going to talk more about that. He's been on uh, Miss Maisel. He's been on uh, movies, Seven Seconds. The, he was on The Deuce. He, you know what? <coughs> Whatever I do now a I show, Louie does it. There you go. You're back. I'm just talking about your resume. I, Louis, you, you know, five you, minutes I missed. You realize every time you do a show, I end up doing it, or every time I do a show, you end up booking like another. It's so fun. But never together. Every, Never together. Never together. Never I know. Together. It's great. All we do is play softball. And getting back to the softball with Artie Lang, remember we used to, it was the Giuliani era, and the guy would come around. Chris, I've told you this. This guy would come around with beers in bags, 16-ounce buds, and no one really drank as it was noon, except for me and Artie. They were the coldest you beverages. And Artie, yeah. the, the, the guy should have been hired for, like, a, a restaurant consulting on how to keep beers. This guy had these two bags. The beers were like at 12 degrees. And Artie would be like, oh, they were $2 a piece, 16 ounce bud. We would sit there and we, as soon as we heard that noise, 
everybody would look at us like, look yeah. at these two. But Art, me and Artie were good players on the team. So was Louie. And we were actually very good. It'd be 98 degrees with 100. These guys are drinking like eight degree temperature beers <laughs> on hot Thursday afternoon. We're like, you're out. And we, I, I, have, like, I just said, we got the trophy. Hey, listen. We brought the trophy home. Yeah, we got, we got the trophy. We had that girl pitching. Remember, she was tough. Yeah. Um, yeah I forget yeah. her name. I still I, I still get calls. Uh, me and uh, who's the other? Louis, um, Lou, um, who's the other guy? Um, Rick Pasqualone, uh, Ricky, and Rick Pasqualone, Lou. Rick Pasqualone. Jimmy yeah, Vitale, yeah, yeah. first base, the big slugger. Yeah, Jimmy yeah. Vitale. We had a bunch we of guineas. It was great. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's get to your career. After the game, oh, back in the day, we go to Mick Park out there. It was the best thing. It was one of the top most fun playing in Central Park at noon on a Thursday. And I was booking gigs back then, doing a lot of voiceovers and stuff. So, Louis, let's get to your career. Now, you're a little bit like me. I've been on Law and Order six times. You've done it eight times. But I want to ask you a question. Dean, what? Seventeen episodes of the family. Of the of what show? And now I, I actually have a counselor of Law and Order. It's on what it's, oh, it's only on the main one. Yeah, I'm looking at your 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 your, uh, your IMDb as well. Anyway, you you been on a bunch of those shows. Let me ask you this though: What was your first booking? Where not not I know you're going to talk about some of your early stuff when you were a kid. Like, what was your first? Like, my first booking was Spin City. Where I, you know, had an agent, I got the audition, I went in, I had lines. And what was your first like booking, booking, booking? My first, my first doing a, uh, an off Broadway show that was a smash at the time called Tony and TD. Tony, it was the first interactive show. It was a big show in New York. I was blessed to get cast in that. So you were in the original and cast of Tony and Tina's wedding? Production of Tony and Tina's wedding. Yep, yep. Wow, I thought you two. did regional. I didn't know you did the first one. That's all. Awesome. No, I was in the original, in the original cast. I played different roles. Yeah, I played three. One, but to this day, I can't eat baked ziti because I eat baked ziti eight times a week. I can't look at a plate of baked ziti. And you had oh, to eat the food I, that was put, maybe I should put do, in front of you. I should, that's I should the best Louis curb martinis. Wait, the best curb your enthusiasm episode. Maybe top three is the club soda and salt episode where they use Tony and Tina's wedding. Larry's in the bathroom. That's such a good episode. That's yeah, a great yeah. one. You're great. So why? So and that, I'm actually that... the only uh, that did the show that did the really, really bad movie with Mila Kunis and uh, Joey McIntyre somewhere. But it's really a bad movie. The Tony and Tina's wedding movie they destroyed it. Destroyed. Is Tony and Tina's wedding still? They still tour now? Yeah, they still tour. Yeah, yeah. And they'll have some revival shows. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. If they did a revival a in New York, would you do it? Uh, probably not. Like I said, I've had, I've had enough ZD for a lifetime. <laughs> All right, well, what, what was what was your first like TV booking? You know, as an adult, first TV booking was a Law and Order, the original Law and Order. It was season in, in uh, it was season two of Law and Order. And when I got the role, we, we were supposed to be uh, recurring same four or five uh, precinct cops, and it just turned. Have to be a one shot, one shot deal. Lines, but then again, that opened up a lot of doors for me at the time because you know it's everybody watches really, you know. Sure, so that, sure. That was my first network gig. It was Law and Order, where I played an officer, and I, I had a scene with Paul Servino and two Chris No, and Chris No, the, the late great Paul Servino, uh, but two of the biggest egos in the business, constantly banging heads. But you know, good oh, guys, really? but really, really. 
really gigantic egos, you know. You know, and I was wow. a nervous wreck to begin with. I would have been. But, uh, it all worked. Listen, but my first yeah, one was Spin City. Are on SVU. Yeah. Are you, so are, now you officially, are you officially yeah. recurring on that? Is that an official? Yeah. Thing? As a matter of fact, awesome. even when I'm not on the show, uh, the the uh, has my name in it, which is pretty cool. And I haven't That's... been on this season yet, and my name is still on the press release. Uh, the names on, wow. on the show. That's huge. Good wild. for you. Yeah. Now fill us in a little bit. I know I've heard the story a few different times. Um, what um, uh, your your situation with the Godfather? You've got carpet. I've got cats. Cut it out. No, I got cats. Are you in the play cats? You were in the play. You were in the play cats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in the. I was in the movie Dog Day Afternoon. No, the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so wait a minute. Uh, let's uh, explain to. I've heard different versions of. Tell everybody exactly what happened with you were in the, the Godfather. It's the most famous movie of all time. Correct. Explain. Explain only, what, right. what what. Okay, so uh, uh, so I was in the Godfather when I was a little kid. I was, and the story is, is uh, actually, did you did you guys get to see the offer on Paramount Plus about the making? I did. We're going to talk about that later, but it was amazing because because this valid right, right. this validated. My dad was supposed to play Luca Brazzi. He was actually hired to play Luca Brazzi. My character actor, song and dance man back in the day. So whenever my dad worked, it's like the whole family was silent bits or whatever we did. My dad made sure we worked. So I was working on The Godfather and passed away when he was supposed to start playing Luca Brazzi. So this was many, many years. But there's no Nobody around in my family so he, really took that. He died. They, they, were already in, they were already in pre-production and he Supposed died? Supposed to shoot. Yeah, the story is he was either in rehearsal or he was actually on set at the house, taken to the hospital and died shortly after the stroke. So now I'm watching wow. this and it's like episode six or seven. And there's a scene where the assistant comes in and talks to the producer. Luca Brazzi. And the producer who was played by Miles Teller, who played Albert Ruddy. You know, he's under contract, and Francis Ford Coppola uh, stands up. The, the actor was um, Ogler, was playing Francis Ford Coppola. It's, a, it's an amazing series. You guys got to see it. I watched So he stands up, it. and he's like, he's under contract. And the assistant says, no, no he died. He passed away. He's He, he had a broken pitch. I, you know I must have missed that line, because I was looking for that. I must have just dozed off for that split seven. second. But I, I literally, wow. I jumped off the couch. I got the chills. I was crying like a baby in Florida. I said, you're not going to believe this. They just talked about my dad, you know? So it was an amazing uh, validation of that. Then I wanted to get invited to the uh, the finale screening in my dad, which was pretty cool after hearing the story and everything. So it was, it was pretty cool. And you were, uh, you were one cool. of the kids running around at the wedding? Yeah, James Kahn is taking the bridesmaid upstairs to go fool around with the bride. Made and I run right by and run around the wedding cake that you see in the foreground. Ah, so, that's yeah. awesome. And got in the Godfather, that's huge. On the Godfather, the Godfather one in Sopranos, you know, doing principal work. Dominic Chin in Sopranos. I'm the only guy to be in Godfather one in, in Sopranos. So wow, that's a little trivia for you. So you're the only one to be in Godfather one and, and Sopranos. Sopranos. That's wow, wow, we. 
I love that. That's a little tidbit for my audience right there. So what else? I mean, you've done so many. You're also producing now. You got a bunch of slates that are you're trying to get off the ground. Movies that are in post production, pre production, some script deals. Uh, I know there's one. I don't know what you're calling it now, but I saw the you did a uh, scratch thing, uh, a little five minute, seven minute um, film uh, when you're playing the detective. Uh, what's the title? Of oh, that that's a that's a TV pilot called Sober. That's winning right. awards like. Crazy. As a matter of fact, I just won a, a Best Actor award at your Red Spot uh, International Film Festival. We've got uh, we got some meetings. We're going to break Tony D'Antonio from Shake the Tree Productions. We partnered. Yep. Up. I know Tony. And we, She's uh, awesome. We're going out to LA. So yeah, hopefully something that'll stick. You know, we shot some pilots. We have a, a, a wonderful Christmas movie in New York called The Brooklyn Christmas. We're working on that. So yeah, I'm trying to trying to create work for. For, for, you just sit there and wait to get acting work these days. You know, you're going to sit yeah, yeah. around a little bit. So you want to try that's and why, create like you know, that's why you I'm, be out there. That's why I'm, that's why I'm doing podcasts. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the minute I, out there. The minute, if, I become a, if I become a regular on a show, and that'll do it here. Final Jimmy Palumbo podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'll probably do it from my – no, I'll do it just to annoy Chris Gucci because uh, that way because <laughs> I think the, Giant, the Giants will be good and the Packers will start to suck again. Like they did in the early '80s when I used to go to games. Listen, the yeah, National I don't remember Football those days. League. You can't be excited about, about a four and one team that is bad. And my Vikings are not a good team either. Therefore, fellas, so watered down. Listen, but the, you don't understand though. I agree with you, but the Giants have been so bad that I'm enjoying the and four they still and one. Are like, bad. Like, they're four and one, they're, but they're bad. They run the listen, ball a little, we, but that's it. They're four and one. But all I know is mirrors. Could have easily won the Cowboy game. Of course, they could be one and four very the way, easily. The, the thing yeah, I'll say about the Giants is that they're four and one, and there was a chance that they could have been four and fifth and thirteen this year. So they're four and one. They're way ahead on the rebuild with Brian Dable. That he's a good coach. I'll give him that. Yeah, you have a good but, coach. You have a good coach. Yeah. I don't think we're gonna go coach. four and thirteen. I don't. No, um, I'm saying, but you could you going into the season there was that there was. You were like, yeah, there's definitely a solid chance that we go four and thirteen this yes. year. There's, that yes. wasn't but, off the but table. But you know what? Now but you got four, four and one. Yeah, this is the NFL. The NFL coaches turn things around. Um, like, let's talk about care, more about Lou. I don't care if my Vikings twelve and five uh, did not win any championships with my quarterback. I, I can't look at the guy because loser. I don't care how many yards he throws for, how many touchdowns. He just he'll break your heart in the fourth quarter. You win a championship with him. You know, it's very, ugh, don't even get me started. Listen, the NFL, you are what your record says you are. You're four and one. Uh, Cowboys are four and one as well. Um, and uh, look, you know, it's, nobody's uh, beating the Eagles. Eagles. Nobody's beating the Eagles. In the NFL. They're the best team, top well, to bottom. Yeah, I think Eagles are playing well. There's no question. Um, but listen, I'm thrilled to death. I'm, you got to forget about the Mannings and, and, and the LT era. Giants are four and one. Yeah. I'm enjoying. I actually watched an entire Giant game. First time ever I didn't I didn't watch the Red Zone on a Sunday. I had no reason to. What am I going to watch? Wow. One of those shitty games, a Raven game or something? I, who cares about that? Giants wow. won. I'm all excited. Wow. For years, I should have invested in the Red Zone. That's all I watched. I would watch the Giant game through Red Zone to see if they cut in yeah. when they're inside the 20, which they never cut in. Um but anyway, let's see. So, what else about you? You got um, what 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 have you worked on very recently? I know you were uh, 
since we have a little bit of a sports crowd, you worked on Gastono Girls, which blows me away. Now, that was a big deal for you at the time. You were on. You were funny on that show. I had Sopranos. I had Sopranos on TV at the same time. So that was pretty wild. That was That's on awesome. Gastono Girls every, every Tuesday night hosting that thing. It was on E. And uh, for people, that, that, that show was, see, that, that, to me, that show was ahead of its time. It was. It was. I was the doorman that hosted the show, and it was about Boy. these two socialites. It's Mark Gaspar. Uh and uh, it, it ran for a year. Have you heard? Have you heard? No, no. Them is when they what, what are they up to now? They, season. Huh? Those girls must be in their forties now. How old are those girls? That was a while back. Oh, the wife has got to be in the sixties. Lisa's got to be in right. her sixties, and Brittany's got to be in her forties, right. probably. No, I. But Brittany is very, Did very they, good friends with the Kardashians. Follow one of those Kardashians. Shows. Oh, she's in that. But the uh, high oh, school. They um, brought in. They brought in a, a new director, guy from England, and, and he wanted to make it more like a sitcom. And they let, let me go. And I, I told him, I says, listen, you're making. A, I says, look, look at the write ups in the post and everything like that. People love me on the show. Your show will not the mark that it did in its first season. And two weeks in season two, off the air. Told him, I said, you're making a mistake. See that? I was the I was making light Louis Martini. I was making. I probably auditioned for that role because I know I'm, I'm a five time doorman. I've, I always play yeah. doorman. Yeah, when, when, when the role says when the role says uh, when the role says Bill Doorman, I'm like, oh, Palomo's got a shot. He's one inside scene, the three, five lines. Yeah, one scene, <laughs> three lines, scale plus ten. That's, that's uh, it. That's it, baby. Boom, baby. Collect your pension, baby. God bless America. Palumbo for three's got it. Two for three from the floor. Seven points. Final score. Jimmy Palumbo, 89. His career, 86. We'll be right back. Uh, let's talk about The Sopranos. You were very good in that show. The difference on The Sopranos, I thought, for you, you were playing um, – you actually were showing talent in terms of you weren't the regular – Italian detective jerk off that you know we you could do in your sleep as as you know you and I booked those kind of roles. You had to play a much more calmer, much more um, reserved kind of guy. Um, I thought you were great on that show. The Thank uh, you. Eyegla eyeglass guy, I guess whatever you want to call it. Um, so you should be sponsoring Absolute Eyewear, my uh, my eyeglass thing. But uh, how was that to work with the Gandolfini and all those guys? Again, it was an amazing and amazing. When I I got the call that I booked a job. I had auditioned for the show 13 times. And the, the last thing that I was up for, I, I was supposedly up. It was between me and Ray Abruzzo's role. And, and Ray got that role and did wonderful, wonderful work, as, as Ray always does. And I did five, five episodes. And the amazing thing about that show is people will come up to me to this day. I'll say my lines to me. Like I had one of uh, a really memorable scene that people love. Is when I was trying to, I went to one of my prison visits and I was trying to talk, talk in code with him because I, I was Johnny Sack and, and uh, James Gandolfini, Tony Soprano. I would go back and forth, all my scenes were with them. And people, hey, you got the coffee with the chicory? I'm like, you're out of your mind, get away from me. You're a sick <laughs> dude. That's ago. great. But That's was, great, though. It's great. So it was, and, and Jimmy, you talk about the most yeah, generous, sad. very, very said nobody like jimmy uh, that, as far as generosity and kindness great great yeah jimmy. plus he was a big great. big ruckers guy um just a sad death mm -hmm. it's, it's one of those shitty deaths yeah. it's like oh, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he can't die. Tony Soprano can't die. And I loved some of his later movies, Thanks. The Drop, and the one he did with um, Drop the is a from great Seinfeld. Movie. Yeah, yeah, Drop. Love that movie. Great. Up. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, that's amazing. Godfather, Sopranos. Uh, you were also in the Black Donnellys. That show I read for that a bunch of times when before it got. Uh, you did Rescue Me as well. So did I. Um, I forgot you were on that show, Falcone. I remember that was a long time ago. Yeah, uh, I got killed off that one too. I did two episodes. My name was up Falcone. But the thing with so Falcone, so the reason Falcone didn't go is it was a network and it was a good show with Jason Gedrick. But it was basically it was being compared to The Sopranos. But you're not cursing, you're not showing tits and ass and stuff like that. And, and that's they, why know, nobody watched it. Everybody gravitates towards it. <laughs> So no tits, no tits and ass, and nobody wants the show. Yeah. They want to see cursing, and uh, yeah. so, I thought that show was good. Um, of course, you've done. Me I too. mean, you, you and I, we did, we did uh, the Deuce, and we did um, Sneaky Pete, uh, which you did. Um, uh, Orange is the New Black. It really is funny how many we have so many common uh, bookings. That's so great. Uh, yeah, and yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Listen, you know what I want to talk about though a little bit because we, we we joke around. Um, we used to see each other at auditions. We've read for the same parts a bunch of times. You know, we, we both lost a lot. We, some, some, we won, you won, I won, whatever. Uh, when I was younger, I'd be, I, I love it now when I hear about somebody, I, when you're younger, you're full of like maybe ego and piss and vinegar and shit. But now whenever I hear a name that, and I know the guy, like he's in my cell phone, I'm thrilled to death. I'm like, Oh my God. Oh, listen, it gives me- listen let me tell you about the thing that to this day, the first thing I heard was there was a couple of us guys, you know, because again, you run into the same guys all the time. Friendly, maybe not friends, but you're friendly with everybody. Everybody knows everybody. So when I got the part in The Sopranos, Mel had a commercial audition, and somebody like brought it up. So I was like, hey, did you hear the good news? Lou Martini just got Sopranos. And like three to four guys were like, that's cool. That's cool. And one guy supposedly, and I know who it is up to him, but one guy said, says, you know what? It's really not that big of a deal. He only got five, five episodes. Oh, you would have gave your right arm to get one episode. Uh, get right on to audition for it. Yeah, I, I auditioned for this. He only got five episodes. Hey, listen, oh I was one God. for one with, I, I booked an episode of The Sopranos. Um, and just before all the paperwork, it was going to be a scale role. I was going to be a guy playing cards. And that was those episodes where they guessed, they stunt casted it. Uh, bon Jovi, mm-hmm. all that stuff. I was going to be yeah. one of, and they came in like we were supposed to shoot like on a Friday, and Thursday I got the call saying, um, you know, you didn't, uh, we, but it was never like it, it was an offer, but it wasn't signed. It was one of those weird right. things, and right, right. Um, my agent didn't bust balls because how big this brown. So in my heart, I booked an episode, but I would have loved to been on that show. Uh, but that, are you kidding me? That's awesome, Sopranos. Oh yeah, you're joking me. You were on. You're not. You didn't. Ju- you were part of the plot. Uh, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah it was a yeah, great I, character. It was a great. Character. You know, listen. I, w- one thing. Uh, you know, Louis. I, I, I like when I talk to my audience. People are like, oh, you were on Friends. You were on this. Yeah, but like, you know, they don't realize what a grind this is and how really difficult it is. Especially as we're getting older now. You know, we're not. We're not in our thirties anymore. Uh, how hard it really is to a. You know, stay in good favor with your agents, uh, to stay in good favor with the casting directors. You know, we don't see the casting directors anymore because we don't go into the office. They don't know who we are. And a lot of the casting directors you and I used to work with are either kind of semi-retired or they don't get that many 
things anymore. And there's these young kids that are doing it, and they're talented the casting directors. Yeah, you have the tw- you have the 25 year old gatekeeper that has no idea about anything, anything. They just don't want anything. They're just looking at pictures, pictures, and then even looking at resumes. They don't even turn the picture around. It's trying to get past these gatekeepers to get to work these right. days. Because you know the casting directors that have been around the Julie, you know the Alexa Fogles, they know us and they hire us. I mean, half of my resume is from the same five or six casting directors. These these gatekeepers that are there it's, it's it's very very difficult because they don't know you they don't know your work no it, and that's why you know i, I know the i know what you I, I know the ups and downs of your career uh, it's very similar to mine you know you go you go months and months you don't even need a phone and then you get busy and you're excited you're making a few dollars and then you hope you get some residuals you hope you're well, a possible recurring which you and i means you're one and done um yeah you know, uh, it, it, it's a grind. It's really hard. You know, you got the voiceovers. You know, we're very similar in that we have all the how many pots on the stove and you hope that one of them hits, you know. Yeah. 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 Well, that's again, that's one of the reasons about I, with my producing partner and we started to create content. And uh, so, so far, so good. We're, we're doing a big one yet. But I think the Christmas movie, when we do the Christmas movie for uh, for Netflix or guys. That'll open a lot of doors as far as producing goes for me. Because now right. when I'm pitching my stuff, what have you? Which is on Netflix. That's my movie. Oh, really? Oh, let right. me see what you got. Right. You know yep. that'll help yep. with the producing. Yeah, each step it takes it takes a long time. Uh, my buddy Anthony Mastamaro produces for a uh, uh, bunch of movies, and he did Beer League, and he's in the same way. You got it. You got all these scripts going, and you own these different book titles, and you try to get it going, and it takes a long, yeah. long, long time. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I hope one of those. By the way, I'm unavailable for your movie. I, I'm unavailable. Well, um, I can't afford you. You're <laughs> out of my price range. I can't afford Jimmy Palumbo. You, got, you, you, you get a Jimmy Palumbo type. <laughs> you know what? I want that's that in you know the breakdown. That's when you know you're done. <laughs> when they ask for Jimmy Palumbo type and not actually Jimmy Palumbo. Like, I'm done. I'm done. Uh, I assure you, you can afford me. <laughs> I, I can't afford you. You're the jerk off from Sopranos, for Christ's um, So you're pitching a bunch of ideas. Are you? Uh, and right now you're recurring on SVU, and you got. Yeah, I just did other- a guest spot on. Uh, I just did. So I'll be coming on. I guess the first episode whenever that airs next month or something. All right. I did. Well, a, that was a really nice set. She was very nice. Aquafina, very nice. She directed the episode too, so that was fun. Well, that's cool. Well, listen. And now I'm pumped up for uh, 3.30 today. My Astros, 3.37. Yeah. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep you on the show here because it's time for a quick read for our sponsor, uh, Pine Tar Bar and Grill. Go see Tommy Plinio down at 121 South Main Street, Forkin River, New Jersey, 609-489-4286. Louie, I know you have a house down that way. I know that. Ever place. Go- I'm in Tom's River. I'm in Tom's River. I know that. You got to go. Yes. You go there. Ask for Tommy. All right. Okay? Yes, absolutely. Say I, I'm a good friend with Jimmy Palumbo. He'll, he'll and you got to uh, say he says I get a free beer shot or something. He'll give it to you. All um, right. All right. You know, but if you go, it's one absolutely. of the best sports bars you'll ever see. TVs all over the place. Um, they got good food too. They got a nice kitchen. He's got a really nice chef back there. Football games, karaoke, indoor, outdoor. I guess it'll be getting chillier now. There'll be more indoors. But you got to check it out. Pine Tar Bar and Grill. Um, and and Tommy sponsors the, the the nonsense part of my show to close it out. I um 
I'm trying to get my car fixed. Louie, my, my car, the brake lights are going out. My headlights are going out. My trunk light went out. It's like an electrical thing, an overload. I'm losing my mind. I brought, brought it down to this guy. He's supposed to, was supposed to be done yesterday. I had meetings set up yesterday. That went to shit. He still got the car. I have no car. My lights are out. I'm losing my mind. I don't know why I'm telling everybody I'd about this. Be afraid to go to the I'd be afraid to go to the bathroom. That's but what I'm worried about. You know, all the lights are out over there. I hope I, you know, it's falling over. off. Yeah. Oh my God, it's awful. That being said, I'm watching House of uh, Dragons. Um, I'm enjoying it, but but you know what? I just can't get past. Chris, are you watching House of Dragons? No, I did read Dragons. an article on it, and it, it was very um about to. It was about what you're about to say. Two things I just can't incest and it's like just like well I can't I can't I can't don't get find it. it I know I know ten thousand years ago that's what they did sisters married brothers <laughs> I guess I I I just don't number one they time skip and they switch actors and they're always using Aegon Arian Syrian Maririan Galerian Severian Tiberian and they whisper it's always very low it's always like. He's going to sit. He's going to hear you. Now. You know what the fuck they're talking about? What family are they talking about? Uh, you don't know the names. You don't know the actor as Chris just leaves our show. Um, you don't know. You don't know anything that's going on. Uh, I find it creepy that they, um, that they, uh, the, the brother and they're marrying kids off. They're nine years old. Uh, anyway, uh, I find the show a little frustrating. Um, I don't think the dragons, it's called house of dragon. I don't see enough dragons. All they do is have them fly around. <clears throat> I think the graphics are shittier. Looks like it was shot on an iPhone. Um, even the king took him 11 episodes to die. Uh, anyway, the whole thing made me crazy. That being said, it's just confusing. But I watch it. Sunday night, HBO, you got to watch it. Um, I just finished The Offer, as we touched upon. I loved it. Now, I read the Great. book. Uh, I read the book, Leave the Gun, Take the, uh, take the Cannolis, Leave the Gun. Uh, that book was awesome. And I, so I knew about really what went on, which is incredible. Uh, I don't think any other movie had that kind of uh, all movies have a story behind the scenes, but not like the Godfather. Holy shit. Um, I was blown away by that. Plus I knew your situation with your dad. Um, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a very good show. Uh, I thought the, uh, the guy who played uh, Ruddy, um, I was even Googling Al Ruddy. It's amazing. He ended up winning Academy Awards much later on in life. Um, and supposedly a lot of the stuff last that show is accurate. Last single producer to uh, win an Academy Award. Now, you know, when a producer wins Academy Award, which is, you know, 18 producers. Like it, yeah, in fact, one of your movies, guy. If, one, if one of your movies wins the Academy Award, I'll probably be on stage just hanging out on the sidelines. Yeah, you probably will. You probably <laughs> will. I, security um, will quickly win. Quickly remove you. Or Tony, your, your partner, will say, what's Plumbo doing here? He sucks. Um, another show that I really, I really got into, um, uh, Jeff, you watched Afterlife with Rick, Ricky Gervais? Uh, no, I'm familiar with it, but I haven't, Dude, I haven't got watched it. I love Ricky. Show. It's a great show. You got to check it out. And I'll tell you the last two episodes, I don't know why, maybe I was, you know, sitting there drinking a glass of Cabernet in, a, in my, in my apartment here, sitting on a couch. I, it was a very emotional ending. I thought the ending was beautiful. It had different meanings for different people. It was happy yet sad. He, he, uh, he showed such a, a unique character thing. Um, I just absolutely loved the way uh, 
that show ended. Go check out that show. Have you ever seen the show Extras that he did? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's another. As a matter of fact, I had an show. idea. I had an idea for a television show about extras back in the day that didn't right. go, but we had an idea. Let's see something. But I, I just got finished. I just got finished watching the the Jeffrey Dahmer thing, the monster. Oh, I hated Netflix. it. Did you like it? I Louis, why did you why did you watch that? Why why I watched three the two I, or three episodes. I'm, I'm interested of all. I know it was very very slow, but the more it's I dark, watched, it's the about more evil people. It is. It is. It is. It is. But it it happened, man. It happened. It's you know it happened. I, 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 I so. don't know. I, I would I would rather to me it was just uh, um, it was well done, well acted, all that well and good. But it was just what a what a. Uh, I see your point. I don't know point because I see your point because like you know sometimes I can't watch a, Law and Order SVU anymore because some of the storylines I, I I get I don't want to deal with that in my head I want it in my head you know yeah remember Jodie Foster I I don't know if she won an Academy Award she might the movie where she gets gang raped and used remember that movie yeah movie yeah, back yeah, in, you're yeah you're cute movie like that you know it's like you know it, it's it's made that movie I just I don't know, understand. I guess it just. I know it was I very. It was very depressing. Very sad. Very upsetting. I don't see the redeeming value in it. I don't. I don't know, but I can understand what the thing is. But it's it's, it's history. It's, it was a very very interesting to me because, like I said, I, I love, love true crime, true detective stuff. I watch a lot of that Discovery ID. Oh, Discovery ID. Play seven. You know, my yeah. sister's killer. My father's brother's killer, and all that. Yeah, that kind of stuff. I, I, I've been. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting older. I just want things that are a little. I don't mind, you know, unhappy themes. But I found that show was just ugh, ugh eating bodies, throwing them in can cans and acid. What the? F I, I couldn't deal with it. Uh, maybe, I'm but it wasn't gory. Jimmy, it wasn't gory. No, like, but it was like, yeah, that. but it wasn't gory. But it was like, what are you doing? But it was um, dark. It was. It was dark. It was dark. It was. It was dark. I, I, I. Oh God. Anyway, I um. I got some, listen. I got some uh, big stand-up shows coming up. I am going to be at the Comedy Cove in Springfield, New Jersey, on October twenty-first, Friday night, and October twenty-second. I will be headlining for the first time at the Comedy Cove, a regular comedy club. Um, it's a cool venue. <clears throat> Come and say hello to me and Gene and his daughter. They're down there. He's a longtime comedy uh, owner and producer, and. Um, I need I need I need my peeps there. You know I gotta I gotta show uh, Gene the love that I can uh, bring some fannies in the seats. That's what it's all about. Again, it's at five ninety five Morris Avenue in Springfield, and the phone number is nine seven three three seven six three eight four zero. For tickets, go online. I'm going to be posting a lot. You're going to be inundated with Comedy Cove, Jimmy Palumbo, and I want to give a special thanks to Louis Martini coming in here uh, last minute. Called him yesterday. Hey, can I give it? Quick plug, because I got a show coming sure. up. Sure. Okay. okay, yeah. Uh, we got a show. I'm emceeing a show for the Sopranos. <laughs> he has a band called the Gangster Squad. They're a lot, a lot of fun. They do a lot of rock, stand-up comedians. We're going to be at the Cutting Room on Halloween night, October 31st. It's a hot party with live, live music, stand-up. I'll be emceeing the show. So uh, all the information is online first. I will, uh, will October 31st, what day is that? I believe it's a Monday night. Oh, 
Maybe I'll get off. I work on Monday nights, but you know what? Maybe I'll switch yeah. to somebody. I'll come in and check that out. Um, so that's it. Yeah, at the cutting room, October 31st. Go see Louis Martini and the what's the name of it? The, Vinny Pastor's Gangster Squad. Okay, yep, yep. I know Vinny very well. He's another guy big who's pussy. a big pussy. Yeah. Um, we we always see him. I'm sure Gary Pastore will be there and all those clowns. And yeah, you know. we like we get together, we bust balls, and we eat prosciutto and gabagool, yeah. and uh, that's how we go. Yeah. But listen, Louis, thanks for yeah. being on the show. That concludes our show. I love you, buddy. Uh, I can't say go Astros, but I I wish you well in your playoff dream. And the Yankees will be on at 7.37 tonight. And, uh, oh, God, number four, Garrick, right we'll there. We'll see you in the ALCS, baby. We'll see you in the ALCS uh, right. in our house. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll watch a game together if they make oh, it that far. What was? Oh, sorry. The buzzer just went off. Wait, I'm getting buzzed. Hold on. Somebody's buzzed. <laughs> All right, buddy. Thanks so much. We'll see everybody. Love you, buddy. And I'll see I'll see you guys next week with a very special guest. That's it. Jimmy Plumbo show number 83 signing off. Bye.